the people the people yo what's up thank you for joining me on the people podcast about people my name is blessing joining me we have alex van Aken. did i pronounce that correct yeah you did awesome how you doing man doing good man how are you i'm pretty i'm pretty decent um thanks for uh thanks for having me on oh yeah man it's, it's, it's no problem thanks for coming on because i need i need more guests um well i won't say i need more guests but when i originally like sent out the request to people right i needed more guests because yeah. that was like when i was first starting to get the podcast together and figure out like okay if i'm gonna do a podcast every week with a different guest it's gonna do i'm gonna have to do like a lot of work to like you know make sure i have people on every week sure I was actually thinking about this today when I, I was just looking at my schedule and knew we were recording. I was like, I wonder how many, how, how much work, because I, my podcast, and I'm not, my podcast I do with my stepdad and mm. I don't have to worry about a guest, you know, if I get a guest, it's like, it's cool, it's cool or it's not, but you, it's like the very essence of your show. So I'm like, oh, there's so much pressure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in the last podcast I did, right, um, before I moved to Seattle, I lived in Illinois um, and yeah. I did a podcast with my friend Huey um and that podcast was a weekly podcast and so the there was for real that was for real like the chillest podcast probably on earth because we literally <laughs> put in no i won't say it didn't put any effort because we didn't put an effort into it um but there are no stakes right because like it was, yeah. it was something that we did purely as hobby because we enjoyed it yeah. uh and so we didn't worry too much about quality we didn't worry too much about like um we didn't miss any weeks because Mainly because I didn't want to miss a, miss a week because uh, yeah. I'm I'm very like adamant about like if I see a podcast miss a week and I don't see any like you know communication from the author or whatever I, I'm like oh man where is it um, but yeah like now that I'm doing it um, with a guest each week when I first started I was like okay I'm going to like figure out a way where I can get as many people as possible and you know I'm gonna try if I have the chance I'm gonna try and record ahead of time so I'll maybe have yeah. have two or three episodes um, already like you know, before, beforehand, before I have to like get those episodes out. Um, right now, um, you're on my, you're my fifth guest. Um, cool. and I only have one episode out. And so it's a I lot easier. to it. Not with your sister. Oh yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. It was like, I didn't know what to, to expect. Cause I just like read your Facebook post. Like, it's like, I wonder what this is going to be like. I, li- I liked it. It's just cool to like, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of like people in New York. And I think you even said that mm-hmm. meets, um, Whatchamacallit. I think uh, Freakonomics is what I, is why I call yeah. it. Yeah. I call, yeah, I say it's Humans of New York meets Freakonomics, but not as good as either of those. Um, <laughs> but one day. One day I'm, try, I'm trying to get there. Um, but yeah, like in, in terms of guests, like I've, it's easier than it seems. Um, but also, like I might just be really lucky this week. Because I've yeah. had... Yeah, like this is the third podcast I've done in three days. Um, because, wow. yeah, um, two days ago I had a friend uh from coming from out of town and we went to comic-con together i was like oh dude you do awesome stuff right like he's um um he's not a game designer but he designs like characters and stuff like that he's an artist basically that's cool um and so i was like oh dude that's awesome i need to get you on my podcast because that's awesome um and then he brought a friend out the next day and like his friend does video work and i was like okay that's interesting so i'm gonna get you on my podcast and so things are just starting to line up nicely uh i don't know if i'll have that sort of luck you know five weeks from now um but at the moment it's working out and i'm gonna try and keep this lucky but it's awesome yeah and i, and I think people like talking about themselves i mean if we're all being honest yeah so exactly. okay do you want to come on and talk about yourself 
well, sure, why not, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so for the people listening, The People is a show about people. Every day we pass by people, people on the street, we see people on the bus, we work with people, yet we don't really know who these people are. And so that is why The People is a show that aims to delve into the lives of the people that we share this world with. If you like that, then you can find us on iTunes or your preferred podcast service. Um, service. By the time this episode is out, actually, not even by the time this episode is out, this this podcast is already on YouTube. Um, and so it's the first time I've done that up, upload podcast to YouTube. Um, so far it's working out well. Um, we, I don't have my own YouTube URL yet. Usually I would say it's youtube.com slash blah, blah, blah. Um, it would be blessing junior if I had the chance, but, uh, to get the, to get my own URL, I have to have at least a hundred subscribers on YouTube. Um, right now I'm a bit over 30. Um, and so if you like the podcast, subscribe to my iTunes and uh, or not my itunes subscribe to my youtube also subscribe to itunes subscribe um, to everything yeah subscribe <laughs> to everything basically um yeah if you like that subscribe and hopefully i can get my own url and it'll be easier to say hey go to youtube.com slash blessing junior and subscribe um but yeah if you'd like updates on the show now uh you then you can follow me at blessing junior on twitter that is at blessing jr on twitter the letters jr not junior full because people get that confused sometimes which is understandable uh this <laughs> is episode five um so alex what do you do who are you who am i um man i uh my day job i work in the mortgage mortgage industry um other evening job slash weekend job i'm a uh worship leader or a uh, song leader depending on what you call it at a church that just started and then i also I'm a podcaster. I mean, I kind of have my my hands in all sorts of all sorts of pots. I've I do kind of a little bit of everything. What do you feel like you're the most passionate about right now? Music. Um, that kind of an, and that's kind of a cop out, but that entails the work I have with the church, my uh, my side projects. You know, I've released EPs here and there. I just like music's always something that you can I don't know just come home and pick it up and pluck some pluck some notes, write a whole song, listen to music. I mean, it's Music mm-hmm. is certainly my passion. Do you get On top paid? Of games. Do you get paid to um, work to lead worship at your church? Or like, um, are you like, are you like the worship pastor? Or like, so yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So, I moved from Virginia two years ago to start this church in Colorado, in Boulder, and so we're a church plant. And for those who aren't aren't Christians or don't really know that term, it just means that you've started a brand new church. You moved out to a place that there was no, you had no infrastructure or or a community of members and you start, you start a new church. And so right now we are, we just in February, it was our one year mark. So we're not at the point right now to where I get paid, but I'm technically staff. So I guess you'd say I'm, you know, volunteer staff or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what sort of inspired you to like uproot? Did you, um, did you have family that like you had to bring with you or like, was it just a thing of, of um you're by yourself and you have like friends are starting a church what what sort of caused that transition yeah so um i I started going to church in high school when i was a sophomore and uh eventually got involved there's no pressure from my family none of my family are really believers or christians um apart from my mom and and stepdad and a couple brothers but uh most of my family is not so there was never really that pressure to go to church i just got invited and ended up going um and then I, I grew up through there. Um, I eventually, I met my wife there. We got married. And then when I was a freshman or sophomore, a freshman in college, the youth pastor of that church 
asked me, he said, Hey, in a couple of years, I'm going to move to Colorado and start a church. And I'd love it if you were my worship leader. And I was like, okay, let me think about it. Let me pray about it. You know, all that stuff. And eventually, you know, I said yes. And, uh, so I got married in October, 2013. And then my wife and I moved here in September, 2014 to Boulder, Colorado. And the reason we wanted to do it was, you know, um, we were passionate about starting something new. Um, it was kind of an adventure. I, I have a passion for leading worship and, and leading a community of believers in a church. And, um, and it was just, it was a cool opportunity, honestly. I mean, it's not like we were going to the middle of Iowa, like, or the middle of Kansas. It was like Boulder, Colorado, which is, if you don't know, it's a really cool city. Lots of, there's mountains everywhere. You know, it's just a cool city. So it's like, yeah, I was going to ask, like, how's, how's it moving um, from, where were you at before? Uh, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond. So you moved from Richmond, Virginia to Boulder, Colorado. Yep. What, what are like the differences? Like what caught you off guard when you first got to, to Boulder? Uh, the hippies. Um, so Richmond, Richmond, I lived in the suburbs, so it's, you know, white picket fence families for the most part. Um, and then if you go down Richmond is where VCU is, I don't know if you know that college, but the VCU Rams. So if you were to go downtown Richmond, there's about a mile span where you'd find the hippies and the hipsters, whereas that's everything in Boulder. Um, it's just a totally different culture. Hmm. Definitely college town feel. I don't know what it's like. You're in Seattle, right? Yeah, but I I also moved. I recently moved here um, a couple a couple months ago from Champaign Urbana, um, Illinois, uh-huh. um, which is which is like a huge. It's like a college town. Like half of that town is yeah, like college. Uh, and Boulder, it's kind of weird. Boulder is like a mixture between. It's definitely not a city, but it's not like a small town. But it, it's just kind of a weird feeling. It's definitely like, there's this bubble. So there's. There's Boulder, then there's Broomfield and Louisville, which are kind of the two adjacent cities. But the city of Boulder a long time ago bought all of the land around Boulder and won't let anybody build there. And so there's literally, it's literally just cut off from everything else. Oh, man. And the city itself is just a few miles wide. But lots lots of college students. So why plant a church there? I'm sorry about that. Oh, you good. I thought that I had that on mute. Um... Why plant a church in Boulder? Honestly, because there weren't a lot of churches out here. You know, we uh, we wanted to, if we were going to start something, we didn't want to really do it in the Bible Belt where there's a church on every corner. Mm. Um, just because if, you are, if you're a Christian, you believe that you need to get out there and, and share the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus, you know. Um, and I felt like that was kind of covered in the South, honestly. In most cases, there is a church on every corner. Um and that wasn't the case out here. You know, there certainly are churches out here, but it's few and far between mm, as far as like a Bible believing church. Mm. Um, so I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday, right? Um, it was actually the dude who was on technically last week's podcast, um, which uh-huh. I recorded yesterday, um, which <laughs> if you're listening to this, just know that I recorded this podcast a long time ago. Um, but I was talking, I was talking to him about um, our interests, right? Um, and yeah. how sort of um, everybody everybody has cool things about them, which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Uh, yeah, people think that um, Will Smith is cool. Um, well, one because he's Will Smith, but two because yeah, he's an awesome he rapper and he's an awesome. Um, well, I said rapper first, like he's not an actor first, but he's like he's an awesome actor and he's an awesome rapper and all this stuff, right? Uh, I don't like when it comes to me myself. I don't think I'm that cool, but other people think I'm cool because I dance or because I 
uh, do poetry and stuff. Um, yeah. And the dude I was talking to yesterday, right? He's a he does video production. Um, and we sort of talked about um, our conversation went uh, into VR and video and how video can affect um, or how VR can affect video production. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, so when I talk to people, right, I try to find the coolest things about them to talk about. Uh, okay. And one thing particular about you. Um, which is like the thing where I'm like, okay, I gotta get this deal on my podcast because I gotta, I gotta figure this out, right? You do a podcast with um, your stepfather, yeah, yeah, and it's a video game podcast. Yep, video game, pretty much nerd cult, you know, pretty much all that stuff, mm-hmm. comics, but mostly video games for sure. Talk a little bit about that. How'd you get started with that? Yeah, so when I moved out here, um, I kind of moved away from all my friends that I play games with, um, and I found like I was kind of missing that daily conversation, like. Oh, already playing this. Even if it's not like talking about video games, it's just as nice to be around those people that that have the same interests. And when I first moved out here, I, I didn't know people like that, and I was kind of finding it hard to to meet people like that, honestly. Um, but so I thought, you know, I'd like to start a podcast with somebody about video games because I'd really like to talk about that on a weekly basis. And I and I think I have knowledge about that stuff. You know, I've been playing it since been playing games since i was born i mean essentially mm. my dad was a gamer my mom was a gamer i mean it was always in the household and so i just thought it'd be a cool idea you know to do it with my stepdad we both he's the same thing he grew up gaming i was like well maybe we can we are kind of already have that chemistry because i mean we're we're family um and i was just like why not and i honestly didn't think he was gonna say yes and then he did and i was like all right well, let's let's figure this out let's mm. spend three months trying to find a name for our podcast <laughs> oh yeah i know yeah, the man. struggle for that like I spent, oh, it's like, like I would try to get um I I just started a website um yeah um okbeast dot com for the people listening okay, and um and I wanted to get that website off the ground as quickly as possible because I'm like I I'm the kind of person I I'm I'm very impulsive right and so if I want to do something yeah. I just I I do it and I do and I do it in the moment um and so you know when thinking of the name for as soon as I thought of the name for uh, for this podcast the people right I didn't even think I didn't think I wanted to do a podcast. I just thought of like, hey, you know what would be a cool concept for a podcast? Humans in New York. I'll, and I'll just call it The People because I was listening to The People by Common that day. And I was like, that'd be oh, a cool. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that'd <laughs> be a cool like name for a podcast. I'm going to do it. And I, just, and, I, and I just did it. And the same with this website. Um, well, actually, it's kind of different for this website where I was like, okay, I, I want to do a video game website because, you know, I want to um, start getting into the video game media because that's kind of like if I, could, if I could choose any job that'd be it right um and so yeah. i'm I, I, I need a website and i need it now because i want to start start putting out content now and so i just went through i i gave myself two like two or three days which is longer than i usually give myself for these kind of idea kind of ideas <laughs> usually i do it immediately um yeah this time around i was like okay i'm gonna think about this because names are important important um mm-hmm. and i threw around a, a few names in my head uh threw around some stuff online to see what people thought um and i kind of settled on the name okay beast because i was like it's it's simple um yeah and you're not gonna forget that name yeah and i think i think it it rolls off the tongue um and like there's i mean there's little meaning to it but there's still enough meaning to it for me um to where i I like the name um so pixel pulse pixel pulse radio is name of your podcast yes how did you guys get that name (sighs) honestly it was going through video game glossaries online like what's a word that goes with video games at one point it was like it was something did uh something streakers and i was just like people are gonna think we're talking about like poop mm-hmm. and i was like this isn't gonna work 
and we had like two peas in a podcast like because it was like playing on family kind of thing and i was like i I don't like any of these things everything i liked we started so my grandfather died in in last july i flew out for the funeral and i I just spent the week in my family and i was like all right let's do this thing so from july until i think we didn't settle on pixel pulse radio until like late september early october and it was just honestly it was like Pixel Pulse, Pixel this, Pixel that. All right, um, game this, experience this. You know, just just game glossaries until, and then we kind of just fit it together. And I was like, Pixel Pulse Radio, I like that. You know, covering like the beat of games. You know, heartbeat, pulse. I don't know. Interesting. It's kind of it's kind of a long and and drawn out process, and it doesn't really make sense. But we like the way it sounded, and we picked it. So. Before the podcast, did you talk talk um, with your stepdad about games a lot? Was that like a thing um, growing up, or like, um, or how? Actually, let me ask you this: how long how long have you known your stepdad? Has it been like, or um, I have known him since about two thousand eight. Okay, so maybe about like eight. No, years. a little. I'm sorry, two thousand six. About okay, ten years. About ten years. So have you been? So for those ten years, have you always been? Have you always talked with your stepdad about video games? Has that been a thing growing up with him? Or yeah, anything? yeah. Uh, funny story, you know. My mom and him actually, they, they knew each other in high school and reconnected through, you know, eHarmony or something. But they would play World of Warcraft together, and I would, like, crash the party, and we'd all, the three of us would just play WoW together. It sounds super nerdy, but it was a lot of fun. And it kind of was, like, a, a, a cool way to start that relationship with him. Like, we both like games. Okay, you don't sound so terrible right now. Uh, maybe we can have a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, if this goes further with my mom. It did. They've been married for, like, like nine years. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Uh, so yeah, we've always played Xbox together, 360, you know, everything. Your mom play your mom plays World of Warcraft? Or played Yeah, World uh well we don't play anymore. Mm-hmm. Um she used to play Halo 2 with me. Um she played a lot of stuff. She doesn't so much How old is, is she in in I'm going to throw around early a decade. Early 40s. Okay. I didn't want to like say a specific age cuz I don't know if <laughs> You know that would be insulting, or whatever. So yeah. she's in her early early forties, and she play, and she played games. I'm guessing like her late thirties. Does she still play games? Uh, she actually, I was skyping with her earlier this morning. She told me that she got on Halo last night, Halo Five. Dude, that and is awesome. She said, she said she's really rusty. Like she she hardly plays anymore, but yeah, she still loves it when she can. Dude, if I walked into the house and I saw my mom playing video games, I would probably pass out on the floor. I know. That, that's oh, pretty awesome. Gosh. Um, it, it, it's cool. It's definitely unique. Have you ever thought about getting your mom on the podcast? Uh, honestly, no, but that's, I don't know why I haven't, you know, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> like, that'd be, I feel like that'd be an interesting pot. Uh, a family my game mom, podcast would be off the chain. I know we might as well just double down. My brothers <laughs> play. We just need to get my stepdad to get a whole rig. Oh, like dude, that'd old, be amazing. Skype in. But, uh, my mom is very chattery when she gets nervous and she gets nervous in front of cameras or on mics. So I feel like I wouldn't be able to get a word in edgewise, but I think it's to be fun. Man, yeah, that's understandable. Um, so let's move back um, to music a bit, right? Um, okay. What instrument do you play? Or instruments? Um, predominantly, I play guitar and I sing. But I uh, I also like to, especially lately, I've been messing around with synth a lot. and um, So guitar is definitely my forte, though. Do you feel um, uh, that to be a worship pastor, right, or a worship leader... Um, in a church, do you feel like you have to be able to play an instrument, or do you feel like um, sort of singing can be can, uh, can be like the only thing you really need to be able to do in order to, in order to do that? 
or like some helpful things or helpful abilities to be able to do as a worship pastor? Um, I would say you don't have to to play an instrument, but I would say it's very helpful if you do. Just to be able to like if you if you're leading a band and somebody's not playing something right, it's a lot harder if you don't have any like instrumental knowledge to say, hey, that's off, and I don't know what's off. You got to fix it. Compared to if you if you knew how to play an instrument, you can say, oh, it's this. You're playing a G two instead of a a B two. You know. Um, and so that's kind of easier if you know that, if you know how to play an instrument. And it's just helpful tips, I would say. And this is honestly people who are listening and, and aren't involved in a church or anything to do with that. They're just regular musicians. Record yourself, whether it's on your iPhone, if you have a whole mic set up, record yourself as much as possible. Listen back because you're honestly probably most of the time not as good as you think you are. Mm-hmm. And when you listen back, those flaws kind of come out and you're like, okay, uh, I need to work on my breathing on, on that chorus or, you know, that, that piano part or that guitar part is a little too busy and I need to kind of simplify it to kind of, to bring out the vocal a little more in this verse. Um, so I would say definitely always record yourself and listen if you can. A lot of people, I, I took about two months of, of guitar lessons. I, I was horrendous. I was actually in the youth band back in Virginia, the youth group band. Um, and they used, I was so bad. They didn't even have me come into the system at all. I was just up there strumming the guitar and, and I didn't even know that I was coming through that. I wasn't coming through. So I would say just listen to yourself, record yourself, learn music theory. If you can, you know, YouTube, there's kind of all sorts of resources. If you're hungry, get out there and dig for it and you'll get better. That's kind of how it goes. Hmm. So, yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty good point of, of recording yourself. Cause I think it's very similar doing a podcast right um Mm -hmm. whenever i listen to a podcast that i do i'm like dude i am horrible or dude that sucks and that and um you're horrible yeah exactly 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 (laughs) i mean listening back to myself it's it's the more i listen back to myself the better i'm able to correct what i do wrong right yeah Um, and you're your number one critic critic right yeah exactly and so the first episode of this podcast um i i listened to like the first 20 minutes i want to say um Mainly because I had other stuff I wanted to listen to. I wanted to listen to Game Over Greggy show and some other shows because I don't have the time. I, yeah, I have so many. I, I I listen to a lot of podcasts now because at work, um, I have a job right now where I'm able to do that at work um, while I'm doing my work, and so yeah. I just stack up on podcasts all day every day. And so, um, but yeah, listening listening to myself, listening to the first episode, I say the word like a lot, like so do I. a whole lot. And it, and, it, and it was messing with me during that first episode, listening to that first episode, because, like, man, oh, I just want to take this down. But, I mean, it, I guess it wasn't that bad that I wanted to take it down, but it was so bad where I was like, ah, I feel bad that other people are listening to this and hearing me say like this much. And I don't know if other people notice it or not, um, but I think it doesn't even matter because I can notice it, and I'm very and it makes me self-conscious about it, right? Yeah, when, when we first started, I, I still have problems with likes. But I had a really bad problem with us, and I've definitely cut those down. But there will be moments when I'm just like, I just said like, you know, mm. it's it, it's definitely a a learning pro a learning. There's a learning curve. There's a learning process, you know. Yeah, definitely. I just think if you keep doing it, you're gonna get better, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and so that's a good point where I think that applies to any medium, um, like whether yes. it's music or whether it's whatever you know ingesting your own product or your, or your own content 
makes you better at it. Like reading my own um, blogs or my own articles that I that I write, um, I catch mistakes where I'm like, I, sw- I swear I didn't make that mistake before. Whether it's grammar, <laughs> yeah. or whether it's the way I word is something, um, but you know, ingesting it um, sort of gives me the ability to correct it. Uh, so going back, all so you you lead worship at a church. Um, yeah. You have your mortgage job. You do this podcast. How do you have the time to juggle all these things? Like, where do you find the time? You know, it's sometimes, um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it's hard, you know, um, but everybody's busy, you know, I, I try to keep that in mind, but so I'll, I'll go to work. I typically I'll edit, we'll record our show, Pixel Pulse Radio on Thursday nights. I'll go to work. I'll edit it on my lunch break. We have Wi-Fi there. So I throw it up. It goes up in the afternoon. Um, and then I'll occasionally, pretty much I use my work breaks. I never, I'm never actually really taking a break. I'm, I'm writing an article or I'm, I'm editing or I'm, sometimes I just want to listen to music or a podcast. But, um, and then a lot of the church stuff is in the evenings and weekends. Uh, I'm sorry if you can hear my cat. She's at the door meowing. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's, and sometimes I don't get it right. Sometimes I spend too much on, on my projects and I neglect my relationship with my wife. You know, that is a, that, that happens. Mm. Um, and it's, it's just, uh, I mean, it's a reality of life, but you know, you try to think, okay, well, I'm going to manage my time better. Or sometimes you just have to say no. You have to learn to say no sometimes. Hey, Alex, can you do this for the church this week? I, I can't really this week, man. I've got commitments and I, I, I just can't this week. You know, that's been one of my biggest struggles is I'm, I'm definitely a yes, man. I want to please people. And, and, and sometimes I've found it's hard to say no, but that's something you got to do. What do you feel? So you you actually kind of asked this before, but you you music is sort of your your passion right now, right? Yes, yes. Um, what do you feel is sort of the hardest part um, about either creating music or playing music or being a worship pastor at your church? Either of those, like, what what do you feel is the hardest part of of your passion right now? I'd say something I've always struggled with is comparing myself to others. And it's healthy to look at another person's work, you know, objectively and learning from it. But sometimes, you know, you're, you're record, you're comparing yourself to these people who are not even on in the same place as you, you know, I, I would say that's definitely it. And I've had to learn to say, okay, well, I am going to compare myself to these people, but I'm not going to put my self-worth like I'm not going to that, compare that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So objectively, I can look at my work and say, okay, I can learn from that. I can put this into my music. I actually think I'm doing this good, and maybe these people could learn from me. But I'm not going to put my worth as a musician, as a person. I'm not going to base that in somebody else's work. Because then you start getting doubts. You're not good at this. Why are you even doing this thing? You know, you're just wasting your time, Alex. Nobody's going to listen to your music. Nobody's going to listen to your podcast. Nobody's going to you know, read your articles that you're posting because you're not as good as, as this person. And it's, it's just like, I've learned just not to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's, that's probably the biggest challenge. And then um, I would say, I wish I had learned music theory earlier. Huh? Did because I have, I, I got a lot of bad habits as you do if you're self-taught or mostly self-taught. And so it's been the case of breaking bad habits, you know, getting stuck in ruts of, okay, well, it seems like all of my, my chords are in this, are in this scale or, or it seems like I always like to do this rhythm 
but I want to do something new. All my all my songs sound all my songs start with a drum part. My biggest thing that I've been working at is just learning to let go of like, oh well, I need to my music needs to sound like this. And it's more now I've been more focusing more focusing on all right, well, I'm going to come up with these parts and let's see what it sounds like and let me be objective. Maybe maybe it is bad. Maybe I just need to kind of open up a little and 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 not be so focused on you know, I want to sound like I want to sound like Mute Math. I want to sound like Thrice. I want to sound like a uh, beautiful eulogy, you know, and mm-hmm. just focus on making a sound that works for me. I don't know. I, yeah. I know I said I know I just kind of word vomited all over you and spewed out a bunch of words, but I hope that made sense. Oh, that makes sense. My whole my whole life is word vomiting, so it's totally <laughs> it's totally understandable. Um, so there's kind of a, it's kind of a running thing on this show. I don't know I don't know how or why, but you are my fifth guest, right? And you're also yeah. like you're also the fifth Christian on the show. Like like everybody, all my guests have been Christian, not, not just like not just Christian, but like like pretty Christian, <laughs> like if, if if that sort of makes sense, right? Devout. Yeah, like yeah, like devout Christian. Like my like the first guest was my sister, and like we we both um, are pretty devout Christian. Uh, our second guest um, of the show was um, a Christian producer. A third guest, uh, a friend of mine from back home, who's also we also went we went to the same church. Um, yeah. Fourth guest, you know, kind of the same thing. Um, but one question, or not one question, three questions that I ask all the guests on my show, um, Walking Dead style, um, is <laughs> are who are you, what do you do, and the third question is um, what is one thing you would like, like to talk about? Um, and one thing you gave me was navigating the, cre- the creative space um, with a Christian worldview, uh, yeah. which I thought was an interesting, interesting, interesting topic. Uh, can you explain a little bit more about that topic? What what um what did you mean by that um navigating the creative space with a Christian worldview? Um I so just like navigating life, you know. Uh I'm using the word navigating a lot. Just like going through life, I've noticed that sometimes you have to approach things a little differently or or sometimes not at all, but and and part of it is I'm trying to be coherent here. So a lot of my one of the reasons I want to talk about this is especially in the like the Christian music world, the mainstream Christian music world. Mm. There's a lot of this cookie cutter stuff. And I and I don't say that with malice or or ill intent. It's just a lot of the stuff sounds the same. And honestly, if you listen to any genre, you're gonna you're gonna find that in the mainstream stuff. But I've just kind of there's there's a lot of leaders and, and other creatives who have kind of poured in to me, you know directly or indirectly and i think i just kind of wanted to talk about you know as a christian do i approach do i if if i do at all do i approach creating music creating podcasts creating videos do i approach it any differently than anybody else would and that's just kind of what i wanted to talk about if you want we can dive into that or we can move on no actually i do want to dive into that because um um at this point what people probably know about me is that i'm a very i'm a very very huge christian hip-hop fan uh, I, I really, really, really like Christian rap. Um, but that being said, I also am aware that probably most, I will say most Christian rap is kind of bad. It's not, it's compared, yeah. compared to secular rap. Honest. Yeah, compared to mainstream rap, like most Christian rap is pretty bad. Um, but I also, Christian rap is, Christian rap is very unique. Um, and I don't, I don't know if this applies to other Christian art forms, but Christian rap um 
is this thing of like gangsters don't listen to Christian rap really. I mean, some some probably do, but um, like Christian rap isn't Christian rap isn't for. Or let me say this: Christian rap has a really wide audience, right? It's not just um mm-hmm. one group of audience, one group of people, right? Like the like the group yeah. that listens to Chief Keef, um, the group that listens to Eminem, the group that listens to Childish Gambino, right? These might be different mm-hmm. groups, right? But with Christian rap, it Christian rappers sort of pull in all kinds of people because it's it's everybody listens to Christian rap, right? The reason why a, a, a middle class um, Christian white family might not listen to Chief Keef is because you know Chief Keef can be pretty like raw or pretty like you know might not be what's for them. Um, yeah. but Lecrae might be Lecrae, who's the probably the biggest. Oh, Christian let me rapper tell you, my mom get down to Lecrae, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm, does your mom listen? Well, your mom plays World Warcraft, so I have no idea. But does your mom listen to like say Childish Gambino? Uh, you know, we grew up listening to Eminem and and Usher and other you know other people like that. Mm-hmm. But she slowly, um kind of let go of that. And I think it was like, she didn't really, she wanted to listen to more uplifting music. Cause a lot of the music that we used to listen to was very, not depressing, but you know, sometimes angry, sometimes depressing. And she's just kind of in a place right now where she wants to listen to uplifting songs. And so she listens mm. mostly to, to Disney channel songs and, yeah. and Christian CCM contemporary Christian music. Yeah. That makes sense. And stuff. Um, that's not really my style, but you kind of got to do what you got to do. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but even like I listen to Social Club, right? Which who um, D Flow from the second episode is he's the producer. I listen to a lot of Social Club, and they mm-hmm. are. Um, I feel like a huge part of their fan base might be teenage girls. I'm not sure, but I feel like it is. <laughs> um, and like teenagers and youth groups and stuff, right? So like the the basically what I'm saying is the audience for for um christian rap in particular is is very 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 wide right you got adults listening to it adult white people adult black people adult whatever um kids you know teenagers um and that being the case i feel like christian rappers have a lot more freedom and so when um there's a lot of different types of christian rap right you got like the trap kind of stuff and by trap i sort of mean like more like kind of hood kind of like hard stuff you got the yeah exactly like you got like the um um uh conscious rap right you got like humble beast um beautiful eulogy who's more like this like um they're conscious but they're also like very artistic and they're very different um they have their own sound they have you have a lot of different kinds of stuff and looking through like different christian rappers and different albums and stuff right any 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 sound i'm looking for christian rap has it um and it might not be the best of that particular type of sound, you know, unless it's like very unique to the point where they're the only time kind of people with that kind of sound kind of like beautiful, beautiful eulogy are the only people that yeah, I think unique. sound like beautiful yeah. eulogy. Um, but I can find what I'm looking for, um, wherever. Um, do you feel like, wh- why, why do you feel like, um, Christian, um, Christian creatives in general might feel like, or might be making, actually I don't want to put words, put words in your mouth. How do you feel like Christian creative creatives sort of go about making their content? Um, so what I did for a while, you know, I, I think I've kind of fallen out of, I'm trying to figure out where to start. <laughs> so as far as music goes, let's start with, we can, we can kind of focus on music if you want. That's easier for me to talk about anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I kind of fell out of the CCM, uh, which is like the the very mainstream Christian music. So you could probably say Lecrae is part of that. I would exclude him um, just because from what I'm about to say. But there's several, you know, the the Chris Tomlins, the Matt Redmonds, the um, I'm trying to think, Casting Crowns. There's all these bands that I grew up or didn't grow up, but as I grew up in the church um that people listen to and I, and I started kind of getting getting old to it and i want to say before i say all this that all these people are fantastic musicians it's just not really my cup of tea anymore i've kind mm-hmm. of i'm kind of in a different place so I'm, i don't want to talk bad about anybody or it's just i feel like a lot of these a lot of christian music nowadays and i'm speaking mostly like rock i'm not really coming from a rap perspective um it's typically your chords are G, C, D, E minor. They might put them around a different way, but essentially if you hear, and I I think you'd have to tell me this, but when a Christian song comes on before there's any words at all, I know it's a Christian song. Yeah. Just because it's soaked in reverb. You can automatically tell you it's, there's just a weird, I don't know. There's this weird thing about it that you could, you could have just instrumental music that was like that they stripped the vocal from and you know it's christian just by there's various tropes you know but there's a guy named john mark mcmillan um, another guy named dustin kinsrew and both of these guys have really they come at it more of like a well why do we why do all christians have to sound like this or this or this why can't we what we should be doing is writing our music writing our poetry from a personal standpoint you don't have to you can have you're allowed to have lyrical depth you're allowed to do something different than verse chorus verse chorus bridge bridge chorus you're allowed to you know to start a song off with acapella and then do this and that whereas i feel like a lot of things are very much in this little tiny box and for whatever reason uh, a lot of people don't want to leave that box and i feel like for the longest time you know you go back several hundred years ago um the church were the ones that were leading the way. And as far as creativity goes, they're the ones that were pushing the boundaries. And now I feel like we've sunk back into even the really good songs that I like that are, you know, CCM. I feel like they're just stealing stuff from U2, which is like a, an old band, nineties, eighties, nineties band. They're still around. Mm-hmm. They're pulling their guitars from U2, all the delay, all this, or they're, Oh, well, we're going to put a synth in our song, but it sounds like, it sounds like we're ripping off, you know, a 2000s Nelly track. I feel like we're always looking at other people for what to do with with our Christian music stuff. Where, whereas these other people I've named John Mark Millen, I feel like they've got this sound. It's kind of like Beautiful Eulogy. They've they've kind of they know what works for them, and they they've made their own sound. They're not worried about fitting into this little box. And I think the music is better for that. I feel like I relate to the music better. Oftentimes, I don't know. I know I'm rambling, but I just, I hope I, I want to uplift people, encourage them to do things that are different rather than feeling pressured to, um, to fit into a little box. And there are some restrictions. Like if you're, if I'm going to write a song for like my, like my personal CD or EP, I'll typically like, I, I like talking about things that you typically wouldn't in a church just because a lot of times for church, you have to you kind of have to think of the audience when you're writing this music. You have to make sure your 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 choruses and your melodies are able to be sung by most people. You know, you're not gonna be doing like the ah, 
you know, you're not going to be doing this crazy high stuff because you have to think of the, the community in the, in the church congregation. Hmm. And, I, and I think, so I think a lot of it can be, we should look at our audience when we're writing, who, who am I writing this for? Am I writing this for the church specifically? Am I writing this? Do I want several people that aren't Christians to be able to relate to this? And I think, I don't know, that can open up a few different doors. Do you feel like the biggest problem is that um, Christian artists are trying to imitate what's hot too much, you know, almost and to the point where it becomes generic of, of, um, I'm going to use the example of KJ52, even though I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with KJ52. He was, he's also a Christian rapper, uh, just cause I'm more familiar with Christian rap than, uh, non, than Christian rock. Um, but KJ52 came out a long while ago. I want to say 2006, 2007, sometime like that. Um, and he was basically like the Christian Eminem and okay. like, and you know, he had, like when I say he's like the Christian Eminem, I mean he's really like the Christian Eminem. He has a song called I can't remember what the song was called, but it was basically um, the real Slim Shady, like basically like a, a rip of that. Um, he even had a song called Dear Slim, which is like him, you know, talking about Eminem. Um, yeah, you know, and that's that. And that's you know, sort of my example of like there. If you look around in the industry, you can you can I feel like you can see a lot of people. Um, striving to be you know what's hot striving to be like this this thing's popular right now i'm going i'm going to do my best to imitate it so that you know i can be the christian version of this thing yeah do you feel like there is a problem with that there's a big temptation for that and i've i even feel it a lot you know oh this is i like the way you know this bieber track is um i'm gonna try to do the same thing but add in and try to shoehorn it into so that my church can sing it you know there's a big temptation for that and and I, I know I, I probably sound like so pretentious right now. I hope mm. I'm being humble and gracious about this. I, I do not. There are different strokes for different folks, honestly. Um, some people like the KJ52. Some people like the Chris Tomlins. The, just per, from me, I like, I don't know, I like different things, I guess. And But I want, I feel like a lot of my friends, and I, I guess this is where I'm coming from. A lot of my friends and in my past, I've felt this way. It's like, okay, well. I've got to sound, if people are going to listen to me or care about my music, I've got to sound like this. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily true. You know, do what works for you. And I think if people like it, great. If not, um, you know, you're honoring God, you're honoring your friends, your family with your music. I mean, hey, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I would just say, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm about to sound pretentious, um, pretentious, but I'm fine with that when it comes to, uh, <laughs> I'm fine with it when it comes to use the Christian stuff because I don't mind Christians feeling I'm pretentious. Um, but like, um, I really don't like. I'm, I won't say I really don't like, but I'm not a fan of Planet Shakers, right? Um, oh, and yeah, and my friend, like, I have friends that they they love Planet Shakers. They're also they're also worship leaders though, uh, and they love they love 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 Planet Shakers. And when I listen to Planet Shakers, I get really like, because it's very much. To me, at least, it sounds like a worship, um, a worship band trying to capitalize off of EDM, which is like the the yeah. hype thing right now. But even the song, the song, uh, the songs I listened to about last year, right? Uh, a lot of them were like kind of dubstepping. A lot of them were like like kind of like behind. It, it felt like um, yeah, um, thousand foot crutch. I actually like uh, that's one Christian rap, uh, not rap, but Christian rock group rock band uh that i like and i think that's partly because i don't listen to much rock in general let alone like christian rock um i do listen to thousand foot crutch though because i there's probably 
there probably is you know other stuff out there like thousand foot crutch um i just haven't heard it so i think that's why i like the yeah. thousand foot crutch um i don't know man like in my in my personal experience i think one of the reasons why i don't like christian music that much um is because to me a lot of it sounds a little bit generic um i was riding in the car with my sister on the way to work the other day and um she was playing she was like skipping songs on her ipod and stuff um and uh she wanted to play some christian music and stuff and yeah you know um I, I mean i didn't really complain about it but i think she could kind of tell that i was like i wasn't really you know feeling i would rather listen to anything else on pandora um and she was like kind of like trying to figure out like what my issue was and i feel like when whenever she'd skip a song right like she listens to a lot of gospel then she, and she also listens to a lot of contemporary christian music yeah and so i think i'd let out a sigh when i heard a gospel song because i'm like because i'd be like man well it, i don't know it sounds it sounds too black to me it sounds too like it's my main my main thing was it was my main thing was it sounded too black to me right and the, and with the contemporary music I was like this sounds way too white for me um, and I think that's one of the reasons yeah. why I like Christian rap is because I think Christian rap sort of meets in the middle even though that's weird to say because it's rap um, but Christian rap is also kind of it's it most Christian rappers are black um, and rap is sort of like a kind of a black genre of music right um, yeah, yeah. but it's very but it's also yeah, like black. yeah um, but it's also like accessible to you know white people or white white people also like christian rap right it's not christian yeah. rap isn't a black thing it's it's just in every everybody it's a christian thing i guess i should say yeah. um yeah. i, I kind of rambled on on a little bit there um but no, I mean, I did you have like any thoughts kind of passionate about it yeah I, have, I mean i have a lot of sort of thoughts but i have a lot of i have a lot of negative thoughts when it comes to uh christian creative stuff and a lot of po- positive thoughts because i'm a christian right and i'm also yeah. i'm out here creating a podcast um i do hip-hop dance um i'm a spoken word artist you know i i do all a lot of these different creative things you know Mm -hmm. um and some of them under the christian umbrella like a lot of my spoken word is christian spoken words talking about god and stuff like that um and so i think that might be also why i'm passionate about it because you know i also kind of do it and i also like i understand the struggle of i'm trying to i'm trying to be true to me and my at the same time i'm trying to get people to like what i do and at the same time i'm trying to rep god with it and at the same time i'm trying to you know uh, be better than people who aren't Christian. Um, and, yeah, you know, we have like all, all these, these checkboxes that we want to check off. And what I'm saying is let's forget about the checkbox, the check marks and all that. Write music that inspires you. And naturally, you are, if you are a Christian, if you're an atheist, if you are a Buddhist, you're naturally going to write music that reflects your beliefs. So I, I wouldn't worry about saying, okay, well, I've got to, I haven't said the word Jesus in my song yet. I've, I've got to figure out how to put that in, put mm. that in there, you know, write song, write songs about heartbreak, write songs about the person that you can't stand. You know, sometimes those Christians are not perfect. Nobody is perfect. We're hypocrites. Sometimes talk about that. You know, just don't feel like you have to talk about, like, we don't have to talk about our sin in every song. How about we talk about something joyous? How about we sing about our, our girlfriend, our boyfriend, or, or our children, or, you know, the beauty outside or a video game, you know, don't feel like you have to sit in this box and check off these things. And I think a lot of my frustration comes from, I want to share, I want to share the music that I listen to with my friends. And I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, is this Christian music? You know, there's that stigma attached to it. I'm like, well, let's get rid of the stigma, you know, Um, go listen to citizens and saints for like, they've got that. They're a Christian. They lead in the church. But they're like this groovy rock synth. Like I haven't heard anything like them before. 
go listen to John Mark McMillan. He's like, he's like this cool acoustic rock, almost like a mixture between Michael Jackson sometimes and Bruce Springsteen. Really weird sound, but it works for him. You know, he's, he's got his voice. He's writing music to his audience. He's speaking to people rather than all of us doing you know, G C D E minor. Hopefully somebody likes this song. I, I don't know. I, okay. I think I want to, I'm trying to be encouraged, like be encouraging. Like if you want to write music, that is what some people would call cookie cutter, then write that. But don't, if you want to talk about something else, and this is something my wife actually talked to me about for the longest time. I was like, Oh, I really wanted it to sound like my epic or I really wanted it to sound like this band. And it doesn't. And I was just like, stop trying to pigeonhole yourself. Just write the music and it's going to sound like what it sounds like. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm trying to be encouraging and to everybody listening, regardless of whether you're a Christian or not, write about what you want to write about and people will listen at some point, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I think, it, I think like the same talk probably applies to a lot of different things. Um, you know, and we're in, we, our our experiences with with is with Christian content and Christian creative content. I'm sure, like out there, I don't know. If I wonder if they have Muslim rap. They they, they probably have Muslim rap or like um or like I'm sure they do. Yeah, or like maybe you're a Bollywood artist or like I don't know. Yeah. There 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 are different subgroups of people is what I'm saying, and I'm sure that different subgroups had these different challenges that they face that are probably similar. Um, but yeah, I think like like you said, you know, kind of forget about the check box check boxes. And just sort of be true, um, be true to what you to what you want to do, and be and be true to you. Um, we're gonna we're gonna and we're gonna wrap up soon. Yeah, <laughs> but, I feel like we could just go on and on. on that. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could go on and on. I, I want to talk about video games for a little bit because yes, as people listening to the show, I love video games. Like they people know I, I love video games. Um, and so, what's your favorite game? Let me let me ask that first of all. <sighs> Probably Halo or Halo Two. Halo. Are you you you're an Xbox person? Oh, uh, well, and actually, I grew up playing mostly Nintendo and PlayStation, and then I got an Xbox when it came out, and um, so I grew up playing like Nintendo stuff for sure. I uh, I was a, although it's kind of weird. My dad had a Sega Master System. Unfortunately, he made the wrong decision. So I grew up playing that. You know, I started playing when I was three or four, playing that. Mm. I never really had a, a Super Nintendo. Um, and then I jumped to N sixty four, and that's really it like clicked. I was like this is awesome. You know, of course I had a Game Boy Pokemon, but I feel like Halo is probably the first, one of the first games where I was like, holy cow, you know, this is like, this is, this is more than just a hobby. Like I want to, I want, I really like the, it sounds, and by the way, this sounds so cheesy and dramatic what I'm about to say, but it's like, you know, this is like, I want to be a gamer. I don't want to just play games on the side. Like I'm passionate about this. This game has, I don't know. Halo is definitely one of those games that really did that. One of the first ones that did that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, one of the first games that did that was probably um, it's a combination of two games: Shadow of the Colossus um, on PS2 yeah. and uh, Metal Gear Solid Three, um, which was okay. the first Metal Gear Solid game I played. Uh, and that was at a time where I borrowed I borrowed both of those games actually at the same time from one of my friends um, when I was mm-hmm. in high school, and I played those games back to back, and that kind of ch- that that changed. That changed me as a person, actually, because those are the two two of the best games I've ever played. Um, are Metal Gear Solid Three and Shadow of the Colossus. I think both of those are probably in my top ten games. Um, Metal Gear Solid Three for sure is in my, my top five. Um, yeah. So do you uh, do you have an Xbox One? Yeah, I have an Xbox One and a PS4. How do you afford both of those? Dude, I'm very lucky. Birthdays and Christmas are a month apart, so I just ask for all money from if anybody's gonna give me anything i'm like hey can you please just give me money 
and I, I i got a awesome black friday sale and hmm. yeah that is awesome. I definitely i bought my xbox one way too or i bought it like a month after it came out it came out in november november 25th is my birthday so i got that money then i got money for christmas and then i spent 500 dollars on the xbox one to play rise son of rome in a mediocre need for speed game mm. for three months until something else came Was out that a need for speed rivals yeah or i, I, I didn't feel really like, click for me yeah i feel like every need for speed game in like last last a lot of years have been kind of mediocre i can't i can't even need say for the time speed underground 2 is my favorite need for speed game oh yeah underground 2 is pretty awesome i think my favorite is hot pursuit 2 um back on the ps2 that was that was a pretty good one um what are this, where are some things that just happen in, in video games? I don't. This isn't really a. This isn't a video game podcast, and so I'm. I don't really officially keep up with the news, and um. <laughs> I mean, I keep up with the news on my own time, you know, while I'm listening yeah. to podcasts and stuff. Uh, how do you feel? How do you feel about VR? Since this is this was a topic on our last podcast. Um, okay. Uh, sorry, I was looking away. I was looking at my. I, I was trying to see if I had a note with. I had like at one point a list of all, like my top ten games of all time, and I was gonna. Dude, if you want to, if you want, I have a list. I literally have a list of my top thirty-five games that I've been meaning to turn into a blog forever. I just haven't gotten yeah. to it. Uh, if you want to pull out your top ten games of all time, for real, like for sure, do it. All right, let me. I think I have a note real quick, but well, I'll keep talking about uh, VR. Yeah. Um, are you excited for it? V- I am very excited for. it. I'm worried though because. So I have an issue with not regular roller coasters, but anything where I'm like spinning, you know, in perpetual motion, mm-hmm. I get sick really bad. And, um, I'm really, I'm really scared. I'm, I'm going to really want to play VR and I'm not going to be able to, I'm hoping that's not the case. Cause I, like I, I typically don't really get dizzy very often. It's a very limited set of circumstances that it happens to me in. So I'm really, really hoping that, that that isn't the case <laughs> which um which headset do you think you're gonna get psvr yeah it's uh yeah i've already got the ps4 so it's right there i my wife got a we had to get her uh she got a promotion and we had to get her a new computer so we got like a a nice pc and i you know i was like oh well we should add this processor and that processor just to really make sure that you can run all your programs faster <laughs> um but i really secretly made a gaming pc but I don't think I still don't think it's um, awesome. powerful enough to to power a Vive or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could, if you could have any VR game, right? Like if it, whether it's a franchise that's already out there that you want to turn uh-huh. into VR, or a new franchise you want to create in your head right now, uh, what what VR game would be your dream VR game? Ooh, something uh, I think would be really cool to do. And I haven't really thought about this before, so I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Do you know um, what's that game? Um, Unfinished Swan. Yes. We were walking around the world painting. I think something like that would be really cool, but maybe even like co-op. Like if you could have two people playing, and you're just walking around this blank world, just and it's just your canvas. You can almost like a um, yeah, I don't know, just something where you can spawn in different vehicles, like a Gary's Mod kind of thing, or a. Uh, What's that game? Scribble knots, where you mm-hmm. just type in a word and it summons just a random asset. I think that'd be really cool. Just like one of those playground games. Hmm. An actual VR game that I'm like most excited for is Eagle VR. Is that uh, you... is that different from Eagle Flight or what? so? There's something at Eagle. Oh, that might be it. That might be it. Yeah, this is the one where I you like you're, you're, yeah, that you're an eagle um, and you're like, yeah. flying. I guess is the game. Um, what makes you excited about that one? 
I mean, it just looks relaxing, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. There's nothing really. I mean, hope. I mean, I guess you could say it would be boring, maybe. But I don't know. It just looked, something about flying over a city, and it was like you're flying over the city with a bunch of people. Like if they can make that, like it'd be so cool to. This would be way down the road, but if you could map out a U.S. city, put it into a game, and then just be able to fly through the city like above it, mm-hmm. kind of like a Superman simulator or something. That'd be pretty sick. Know. Yeah, like, Superman Simulator sounds like an actually an, an amazing game. Um, <laughs> and of course, it, but of course, it wouldn't it wouldn't be good. Oh yeah, it was oh, like a Superman be- curse because that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ha- I've had this. Uh, have I had a long argument? Yeah, it's definitely called Eagle Flight. Uh, I, ha- I have had an, a long argument with my friend about whether or not um, they can make a good Superman movie, um, uh-huh. which they still haven't done, in my opinion. What do you What do you feel like? Well, actually, first of all, let me ask you this: How do you feel about Batman v Superman? Uh, are we doing full spoilers or uh, no, spoilers. Spoiler, no spoilers? No spoilers. Free. Yeah. Uh, spoiler free. I didn't like the. So when I first got out of the movie, I saw I actually saw it this past week. I didn't like what they did with Batman as far as I thought I thought Ben Affleck was a terrific Batman. But some of the the choices and it's the number one gripe if if you if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They so, have how brutal Batman do things. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I guess that's not really a spoiler, but he like kills people. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Um and, and it's, like, it's not really a thing of like he's like obvious like he's like, you know, stabbing people with like knives and cutting people's heads off and it's not that blatant but like no. th- things happen where you're like those people are definitely dead there's no way people made it out of that and i think one dude yeah, actually like, one dude he blatantly i think he kills at one part, point because he has to um yeah yeah and there's the, and so i was really sounds so silly to be offended but I'm not, i wasn't offended but i was like i don't like that but then mm-hmm. the day after i was thinking you know this this movie takes place like 20 he's like an old batman like he's seen some mm-hmm. stuff yeah and there's certain cameos throughout the movie that show you he's definitely been through some hard times and i'm like well maybe maybe i could see like him giving up that no kill rule because he's just so hardened and and you know jaded mm-hmm. you know yeah and like people i don't think this is spoiler either but people are saying like you know there's certain certain events may have happened um in the past in the past and like batman's past um yeah that sort that might align with the comics of like you know this thing happened, so now he kills. He's not. He's not the same Batman you know from the other movies or from the cartoon or whatever. Because you know, yeah. some, basically something happened that that triggered of triggered the fact that he doesn't care anymore. He's just gonna um, do whatever. Um, do you? It, what's your favorite Superman movie? If you have one, which is understandable if you don't have one. I don't really. I mean, because I don't think anybody I would has favorite go Superman animated movie. stuff, honestly. But if I was gonna do like a movie, movie, it'd probably be, honestly, Man of Steel. Like, mm. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't want to talk. Batman vs Superman wasn't as bad as I feel like a lot of people made it seem. It had some cool parts. Um, yeah, in my opinion, um, I was explaining to this to one of my friends the other day, and like he was asking me how I felt about Batman vs Superman and if if it was good and all this stuff, and I was like, the, I told him the movie's hot trash, but. <laughs> It's a it's an okay movie. It's a very okay movie, but to me, it's hot trash because like it. Yeah, for it, fans, you're like, what is going on? But yeah, for like a regular viewer, it's like okay. Yeah, like it disappointed me, and that's because, um, I wanted certain things from it. You know, I wanted um, I wanted a, I wanted a very dark movie, which they they pretty much kind of did. Um, and I guess I I might have wanted Dark Knight 
or like Dark Knight Rises. I, w- I might have wanted that too much. Um, but in terms of like the the you know campiness. Wait, did of, you just say Dark Knight Rises? I said both. Wait, do you, you are like crazy, it? man. Wait, I, I'm one of the Dark Knight Rises haters. You don't, oh, dude, <laughs> Dark Knight. Well, Dark Knight Rises is the second best Batman movie after Dark Knight. I will, yes, I will, I will that. say that I will say that Dark Knight is is better than Dark Knight Rises by far. Um, and I, I, th- I feel like if I would go back and watch Dark Knight Rises, I'd be like, okay, you're way too hard on this. You're just blending in with everybody else who says it was bad. You know, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen Dark Knight Rises since I first saw it in theaters, and so I couldn't even like, rem- I can't remember if it was good or not. And honestly, none of these movies are bad. They're so good. It's yeah. just subjective to other, you know, like Bat- Batman v Superman is not a bad movie by any stretch of the imag- imagination. Um, there are flaws with it, I think, in terms of the plot. And, like my huge thing is, I don't I have. I, I think I now understand what Lex Luthor's uh, motive was, but I didn't understand his motive until I asked like twenty people. I'm like, hey, what was his motive? I don't understand why he was doing what he's doing. I don't understand why he did yeah. this. I don't understand why he did that. This doesn't make sense. Like Lex Luthor, I like Lex Luthor as a character. I like Jesse Eisenberg, um, which so, uh, I I understand people don't like him. I think it's understandable, but I, me personally, I like him because I like um, Jesse Eisenberg. Um, I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I didn't really like Batman though, how they treated Batman. Cause yeah. I felt like, I felt a lot of times that Batman was, um, comic relief. And I felt like a lot of times he was doing things that were, I don't know. They, when I think of Batman, I think of this serious dude, right? The serious, yeah. smart tactician, internal and, conflict. All yeah. The time. Who's going to like destroy you if like, if he needs you needs to, um, not literally yeah. destroy you, but like he, he can take dudes out. Basically he does what he, yeah. he does what he needs to do. Um, and he's smart about doing it and he's very, he's very, he's very, um, tactical. Um, yeah. Which is why I liked the five between Batman and Superman. I guess we're kind of going into spoiler, spoiler territory, but I'm not going to try and spoil spoil anything that's too spoilery. If that makes okay. sense. If you don't, if, if you've, if you don't want to hear anything we're saying right now, then you probably already watched the movie. Yeah. If you're like, ah, uh, you should probably, like, yeah. Like, if you want to know if the movie's good or bad, then you've already watched the movie. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm not gonna try and spoil anything too hardcore. Me neither. But um, yeah, like he just like the part where they're like, "Oh, is she with you?" Oh, I thought she was with you. Um, yeah, I feel good. like it was, it was like, uh, like bad. Bad. It's funny cool. you said that. Mm. Sorry, I saw this meme today. It was like it was that scene. It was like I thought you were with her, and then so it's like uh, I don't know who it is, but it's that guy who's like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm terrified. <laughs> oh, I it's think like I, a, I, I the see what you mean. Yeah. I, I see like, what you're talking about. It's like you literally were just talking to her about Yeah. <laughs> I, like you literally, like you, you, you know who she is kind of, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Uh, that was another issue I had with the movie is that they didn't explain. They, they gave Batman a backstory or like his origin kind of, kind of deal going on. Right. They didn't do anything mm-hmm. for Wonder Woman. They, they barely did anything for Wonder Woman. Yeah. Nobody knows. I don't really know much about Wonder Woman. Yeah, like I have no idea who Wonder Woman is, right? Like I know who she is, right? But I don't know where she, yeah. what her origin is. I've seen Batman's origin story multiple times, right? Like everybody yeah. knows, like what happened to Batman. It's very simple. Like his parents died. He's Batman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with Wonder Woman, I was like, okay, you know, if Wonder Woman's gonna be like one of the people here, I'm gonna get to see her origin story, which I don't know. Um, even as like a like, I would consider myself to be kind of a nerd, right? And I, yeah. I, I don't know what Wonder Woman's origin story is, and I still don't know after the movie. I've even read Wonder Woman comics before, like Wonder Woman or Superman and Wonder Woman comics. I don't know either. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was a, it was still that being all said. I think, I think it was still, still need, a good movie. Yeah. I guess. I think. Yeah, 
if you if you care about these characters, you mm-hmm. should go see it. Yeah, at least rent it. Um, I still think I still so far I like the Marvel um, universe better, but it's not because I don't. I really want DC the DC universe to be amazing, and I want it to be better than the Marvel universe because Batman, Superman. Like you have such potential with these characters, and I just yeah. want to see it flourish. I want to see like, like they they had. That's another another issue I had with the movie is that like they they set things up that just went nowhere, right? Like the political, <laughs> like the like yeah, the yeah, yeah. oh we have a god on this earth, what do we do? How do we handle this? That just went nowhere. Um, yeah, and that stuff was fascinating. That stuff I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome, right? Um, and then it just it's like just gets dropped. It's like all of a sudden, what? oh, we have another another issue. Another thing I had. Now I'm realizing I have a lot of issues with this movie. Um, <laughs> um, crap, what was the other one I had? Um, Superman. Well, Lois Lane. Lois Lane I had, a, I had an issue with. Lex Luthor I had an issue with. Um, oh, I'm not going to say that because that will spoil it. Um, but it was a good movie. I don't, I don't know. I, had a lot I know. Of we can, we can, honestly, you could do that with any movie. Like, yeah, what you about can, this, that and this and that? Yeah, yeah you really can. Um, but there's a lot of stuff to do with that in this movie. <laughs> do you have your top ten games? Um, I have my I have my top five. Okay, what are they? Um, and I honestly couldn't find it on my phone, but I remembered them. Um, and I feel like sometimes my list is fluid too. <laughs> so I would say number one is Halo Two. I think is what I always say. Um, number two is Pokemon Gold. Number three is World of Warcraft. I played that for years, man. Hmm. Number four, Super Smash Brothers, Melee, and then number five, um, I can't remember. It's so funny. You think I'd have this on my head, but a lot of times I'm not like you don't. I feel like you're never like when, whenever we talk about games, we're like, oh, I love this and that and this. I feel like it's only in podcasts where we're like top five favorite games, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's so fun. It's it's a lot of fun to do that though. Yeah, it is fun. Uh, um, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you my top. I don't know how many this is. Oh, and Viva Pinata was number five. Is that is that game really that good? I love that game, man. Like I never played it, but I've heard the name um quite a few times. I love it. I what love kind, Viva Pinata. What kind of game is it actually? It's kind of like um, you're you're you have a you start off and you've got this little plot of land, and you dig it out and you start attracting these creatures based on plants that you plant they're all based on it's kind of like pokemon they're they're fake creatures fictional creatures based on real creatures uh and you slowly attract more animals to your garden you breed them to get certain certain uh different kinds of breeds you're like expanding your your base and your in your garden you're getting new new like structures i don't know it's very much one of those like build your city like slash roster games i don't know hmm, interesting uh, it's just very charming and it, it's it's a really good game okay um well we're gonna wrap up soon but before we do that i'm gonna give you my top i have no idea how many of this is i'm gonna stop at okay. a certain point because the list just goes on i'm the only reason i want to let people know the only reason why i have this list is because i'm planning to make a blog with it um not because Which i'm that much of a nerd okay.com Yes, and you can be at okbeast.com soon. Um, Super Mario 64, number one. Super Mario 64. Oh, yeah. Best game I've ever played. Uh, followed by Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which was number two. Metal Gear Solid right. 3. Um, Pokemon Blues after that. Shadow of the Colossus after that. Super Mario Brothers 3. Wait, did I say that right? No, I said Metal Gear Solid 3. No. 
Um, Grand Theft Auto Five is after that. Portal Two. Oh, you like that that much? Oh, dude, Grand Theft Auto. So this is my this is my theme with Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas used to be my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Um, it changed sort of how I viewed games. Like I didn't realize like how 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 much you can put into a game, the amount of yeah. depth, you know, or not even necessarily depth, but the the vastness of the world mixed with the detail mm-hmm. of the world, mixed with like the diversity of the world, right? And you know, it was my favorite game. And so my wish for that game, you know, while I was playing that game back in the PS2 days, um, was that. I could have this game with better graphics and online. And then they yeah. made Grand Theft Auto Five, and I was like, <laughs> my wishes have been answered. So, this like, yeah, I was like, Grand Theft Auto Five is basically my perfect game. Um, but yeah, that's why it's so high on the list, is because Grand Theft Auto Five was basically tailored towards me. Um, then Portal 2, then Super, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, um, Twilight Princess, then Donkey Kong 64, Ocarina of Time, Fallout 3, Red Faction, Last of Us, Mario Kart 64, Spider-Man 2, Jet Force Gemini, Metal Gear Solid 5, Metal Gear Solid 2, Dragon Ball Z, Tenkaichi 3, No More Heroes 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Mirror's Edge, Eco, Burnout 3, Rocket League, NBA Street Volume 2. Uh, I'm just going to stop there. The list goes on, but I'm going to stop there. Um, <laughs> you, you said several things that I agree with. Battlefront 2, Star Wars okay. Battlefront 2. Um, I would add Gears of War. The first Gears of War in my top mm-hmm. ten. Super Mario sixty four uh, is in my top ten. A lot of if there was like if there's typically you know Ocarina of Time, all those classic Nintendo games like in sixty four era games. Oh yeah, those are all very high on my list. Yeah, like but, the uh, Nintendo sixty four was like what I grew up with. Like that was my first console, and so it has a special place in my heart. So yeah, um, yeah. but I want to wrap up, uh, okay. Alex. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at it's Van Aken, I T S V A N A K E N. Um, you can find my my podcast slash video game content on pixelpulseradio.com. Um, and then if you want to download some some music for free, go to noisetrade.com slash Alaskan, like the state Alaskan Deep. And there's some there's a rock EP I put out uh, last May. Awesome. But I'm yeah, check that out. Twitter is the best place to uh, to go and find all my stuff because I'm that's the the main platform I use. And again, that was at it's Van Aken. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, for the people listening, uh, just a reminder that the people is a show um, about people. Every day we pass by people on the street, we see people on the bus, we work with people, yet we don't really know who these people are. And so that is why the people is a show that aims to delve into the lives of the people that we share this world with. If you like that then you can find the show on iTunes or your preter- preferred podcast service. Um, I get I got this text from my sister, and she was like, um, I cannot find your podcast on iTunes. What the heck? Well, that's because I chose a really generic name for this podcast, The People. It's, if you type in The People on iTunes, literally everything comes up. So if you want to search for this podcast on iTunes, uh, type in The People, then type in Blessing Junior. That's Blessing JR, which is the same as my Twitter handle. Um, and the podcast will be the, the only thing that pops up. Um, and so if you like updates on the show, then you can follow my Twitter, um, at blessing junior. Um, uh, that is at blessing Jr. This has been episode five. Um, Alex, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and for everyone else, we'll see you next week. The people, 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 the people